Back here on this Saturday morning, Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Time now for the staple of our show. It's our Ask the Doctor segment here on Sports Medicine Weekly, giving our listeners the opportunity to have Dr. Cole address their specific sports injury issues. You can get involved very easily. Go to our website on our homepage. The website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. And on the homepage, you'll see the picture of Dr. Cole and yours truly. Just click on that link, and you will be able to ask the doctor a question. Ready, Doc? Got some good ones for it today. Yeah, I'm in. Challenge me. Here's the first one. uh, Comes from a listener. Which is better, Dr. Cole, treadmill or outdoor running? Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things that kind of depends on your goals. They each provide different benefits. So uh, outside running might provide more muscle activation because your feet kind of have to grab the ground around you to propel you. Uh, and in contrast, a treadmill does some of that work for you by sort of feeds the bell to you. Um, running outside is a little less predictable um, and uh, is, as far as activating more muscles. I will say that, you know, running on a stiffer surface like asphalt or concrete, that's going to provide more ground reaction forces, and that can actually give more load to your joints and your bones and so forth. So I would say if you're training for an event and you're on a treadmill, that may not mirror what that event, if you're doing a 5K or a half marathon or marathon, I think you probably have to be a little careful about doing too much treadmill running because your joints aren't used to the load. So you get definitely get more load transmitted to your joints when you're outside versus on a treadmill because uh, they're really designed to absorb like what we call ground reaction forces. So you can actually limit the amount of load to your joints, and you may not have as much post-running soreness when you're on a treadmill. Um, I think it's a little easier to train uh, at speed and interval training on the treadmill because you can control the environment. You can turn it up very quickly or down. You can also control the incline. So as far as like doing HIT, uh, high-intensity training, things of that nature, I think a treadmill gives you more variability. But, you know, the biggest problem, Steve, is it's just so boring. It can be very boring, you know, if you don't have TV or anything like that. I've actually started to listen to podcasts while I'm on a treadmill just to break up the monotony. But I think nothing's better than a great outdoor run for uh, just to clear your head. But if you're really training for something, I think treadmill uh, can really translate into significant gains for outdoor running if it's used responsibly. But I would say mixing it up is probably pretty important. How about mixing it up underwater, Dr. Cole? I was reading a story that um, I believe it's in India where they now have these sports injury centers that have um, these... Underwater treadmills that they have at the centers, actually? Yeah, these high-altitude training hypoxic chambers, ah, right? Got it, got Which it. Which is yeah. interesting. I mean, so I'm picturing a treadmill underwater with head above water. Now, the bulls have something like yeah, that? Yeah, so training they, they do. And that's not, a, you know, so when you're recovering from injury where you can't tolerate high loads, but you want to get into the running moment, yeah. so you can use a gravity-eliminating treadmill uh, where you basically put on this, like, almost like this diaper that reduces, and it's in a chamber that reduces gravity so that, and you can do it by percentages of body weight, or you can actually do it in water, which is pretty traditional. So it's a it's a less weighted environment, and you can control it based on how high the water is. So it's a, it's a treadmill, it's a treadmill belt, if you will, at the bottom of the pool, um, and then you're basically retraining on it. So we use it a lot for athletes that are recovering from lower extremity injury where we're not quite ready for them to put the full body weight, you know, what we call that, I just commented, that joint reaction force. We're not wanting them to transmit all those loads upstream. So we reduce the load by filling a tank with water and they're running on a treadmill, but they start to get running down. It's a very good way to introduce increasingly higher impact activities. We do it after ankle sprains all the time uh, with the Bulls and, 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 uh, and many of our other athletes. That's really cool. Yeah, really it cool. is pretty cool. Let's move on to uh, question number two for Dr. Cole. Is exercise good for patients with osteoporosis? 
This is a big one. You know, people often think about osteoporosis as affecting only women, but it affects men too. And I think uh, the most important take home for those who are trying to prevent or maybe even reverse the, the effects of osteoporosis or thinning of the bones, if you will, is to stimulate bone formation. And the best way to stimulate bone formation is through load. So it's weight-bearing activities are what's really important to help reverse or at least minimize the, the decline of bone density that happens over time. So walking, stair climbing, jogging, uh, you want some type of mechanical intensity to that's, that can increase ground reaction forces. So that's pretty important. And you want to do what you can tolerate. You don't want to get overuse injuries, but load-related activities with weight-bearing for aerobic conditioning is super important. And then strength and resistance uh, exercises such as weights and cycling and swimming. Um, you want to increase muscle mass. You want to increase bone marrow density. And that only happens when you stimulate you know, various body regions. So resistance training with weights is really uh, particularly helpful. And then, um, you know, finally, sort of that what we call the multi-component exercises where you do progressive resistance, strengthening, balancing, you know, doing things with the feet on the ground, so-called closed chain exercises and so forth are all really important. The bottom line is you want to load your joints in a responsible way and load your muscles uh, because that can help stimulate bones to form, uh, uh, to lay down more bone formation. And whatever I see, is exercise good for patients with anything? I'm always going to say the answer is yes, right? Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, there are clearly more... Uh there's clearly more downside and detriment to not exercising than exercising. You know, I get, I, I hear patients all the time, yeah, I was doing great until I started exercising and I injured myself. I mean, I think, you know. <laughs> Rather than when, sitting on the couch? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you look at the, the things that go along with excess BMI or obesity in terms of high blood pressure, uh, joint pain, uh, heart disease, diabetes, sugar intolerance, there's, there's a, a number of the most severe diseases that are associated secondary to obesity. So I would take the risk of injury and exercise all day long compared to the things that I might have increased risk for if I don't exercise. All righty, great stuff. We're out of time. Many thanks to our producer this week. It's Adam Staczynski, also help with from uh, Shane Reardon, our coordinating producer as always, Tracy Toro. also want to thank David Cole for managing our website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith, from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on The Score. Up next on The Score, Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Back with another brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly next Saturday, 8 a.m. Central Time, only on 670 The Score.